Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. So today, we're going to talk about the body of, the, uh, 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 of Christ, but we're going to use this wonderful movie. Now, I will say a couple disclaimers here. Number one, it can be scary to little kids. That lady is very scary looking. I know my kids don't like her. Uh, I watched it last night just to kind of remember some of this stuff, and uh, they were like, no, daddy, we don't want to, I don't want to see that. So if you have little ones, I'm just giving you a disclaimer. I don't want you to be like, man, our kids went to church, and now they got nightmares. I put the disclaimer out. We do have an amazing children's ministry downstairs, which you can go on ahead and take your child down there if you think that it would uh, cause them to have nightmares. Second thing I want to say is if you have not seen the movie, spoiler alert, I am going to play the ending of the movie today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hopefully you go see what happens between the beginning and the end. But spoiler alert, I will be playing the ending of the movie today because it goes very well with the message that God wants me to share with you today. So those are my two disclaimers. One, it does have some scary stuff in there. It is violent. Some of the scenes that I'll be showing. And also, um, I am playing the end of the movie. So if you've not seen it, I'm sorry. Don't leave. Just go see the rest of it. At least you know how it's going to end like all other stories in. But that's the good news. That's why this message is good, because we win. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. Let me jump right into what I want to talk to you all about. I want to read uh, several scriptures in a minute here, but this storyline is interesting because this story is about some ordinary kids, misfits, if you will, that meet in summer school detention, right? They don't, they know of each other, but they don't know each other. Like they don't hang. They're not cool with each other. Five of them just know of each other, but they're not like friends. But something happens. You got, and they all have different personalities, right? You got the, the jock who's very popular, very handsome guy. He was, you know, he got in some trouble. You got the little nerdy guy who's very smart. You got, the, you know, a, a mixture of people uh, in this particular uh, uh, movie. And they all, in the end, come together um, and, and discover something. So the little nerdy guy uh, has them, you know, take him out to this little you know, a rock plant type place, if you will, and they discover some rocks and all of a sudden these particular rocks are special rocks and they discover that, well, each one has a different color and they become Power Rangers. I'm just breaking that down. But what's interesting is that they come together in the end to do something that really makes a difference. And I like to look at each one of them as a representation of the church. 
See, we come from all different backgrounds. We come from all different nationalities, different social economic statuses. Uh, some of us are male. Some of us are female. Uh, we have all different types of differences. Some of us are misfits. Some of y'all are just holy. I get that. But some of us are misfits. We got sin. We've got past. We've got some history. We've got dirt on us. But the thing is, we all come together to do something greater than any of us could do individually. And that's what happened with these kids. They all come together by chance, not intentionally, it wasn't planned, but they all come together to do something greater than they thought they could ever do. Something greater than they could do individually. Literally, they come together to save the world. And God has called each and every one of us to be sort of like these power rangers. To come together with all of our flaws all of our imperfections, all of our differences to do something together that we couldn't do individually. Save the world. You all know that God, if he wanted to, because God is just so great. You know, if we read the Bible, he's done some things that were so amazing. Like one thing he did was he was trying to like literally save the world and he gave some instructions and the people didn't listen. And so he's like, you know what? Y'all just hard headed. Y'all not listening. So I'm just going to start all over. He could do that. God could just say, you know what? I'm going to take all the bad people on earth and just, you know what? Let me just wipe them out and just have all good people. He could do that. He's that powerful. But he says, no, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm not going to do it that way. I'm not going to do it that way. What I'm going to do is use people that have dirt, that have history, that have flaws, that may realistically be unqualified. I'm going to use them to reconcile other people who don't know me back into right relationship with me. I'm going to use them and they're going to be my spiritual power rangers. But the only way that they are going to be able to save the world... It's not by the individual talents and gifts that I've given them, but by using those talents and gifts together corporately. The reason the world ain't saved yet because we've not come together. This is not the first time in the history of the church that we've been divided. The church right now is divided. And we're divided not because of theological beliefs. We're not divided because of, 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 of what we believe or don't believe in terms of the Bible. We're divided about stuff that has not nothing to do with the Bible. We're divided about stuff that has everything to do with the world. The church right now is divided. Not because of this. But because of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, CNN, Fox News, Democrat, Republican, Independent, Red State, Blue State, whatever state, it don't matter, rainbows. We're divided because of all of these things. We're divided be by, because, because, because of our skin color and what side of the law you stand on. We're divided right now in the church. All of these things are church issues, believe it or not. They're not world issues, they're, they're, they're church issues. And, and, and I want to let you know this, God is saying, I need you all to be a united front. That's the only way we can win. 
But we got to understand this, my brothers and sisters, the church, us, we, the ones that God has called to do the redemptive and uh, work here on earth. You got to understand this. If you are taking those, the first thing you understand is the church. We are not a building. We are a body. We're not a building. We come to a building as the body. I say that again. We come to the building as the body. We are not a building. We are a body. A building is a structure. A body is a living and breathing organism. A living and breathing organism, watch this, that produces more life. The church is not a building. It's not a structure. It's not this this place, uh, a bit of a domicile, if you will. It is a living and breathing organism. It is a body. Now, if you think about your body, and I know all of you have taken some kind of science class before. If you think about your body, your body has a whole bunch of different functions, right? We go at the basics, right? You got hand, hand, feet, feet, one head, a neck, right? Basics, just the basics, right? Got some ears, got some eyes, right? The basics, then we can go break it down even further to the skeletal system. Y'all remember that? How many of y'all hated that exam? Oh, I hated it. Yeah, yeah my son, yeah. Some of y'all forgot. That's why y'all ain't raised your hand. I, did I hate it or did I like it? I, what, what was in it again? You know, the femur and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all hated it because you had to label the different parts, right? So then we can go detailed now. So we said a hand. Now, in the hand, there's some skeletal stuff. There's some muscle. There's some tissue. There's some veins. There's a whole bunch of things that make this hand do like this. Or do like this. Or do like this. Or whatever. Wave. There's a whole bunch of functionality that happens into that. Now, when Paul is giving this example and saying, hey, we are the body. He's literally saying there are a whole bunch of different functions. And each one needs the other to function properly. We're going to get into that in a minute. Ephesians 1, 22, 23 says this. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. We are not a building. We are a body. More specifically, we are Christ's body. He lives through us and the work we do we often pray God thank you so much for letting us be your hands and feet and we can be his hands and feet but part of the body is having his heart right we've got to possess his heart and too many of us still don't possess his heart we're still judgmental I love what Romans 12 4 through 5 says it says just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function so it is with Christ's body we are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other right we all like your like your body I can't sit here and, and I can tell Will to come up here and I can wave his hand. But at the end of the day, that's still Will's hand. I'm waving it for him, but that's his hand. I can't take his hand and put it on mine unless we do surgery. Now, it won't look right because we have a different hue. Our skin color is different. He don't like my hands. He says I have sausage fingers and so he probably wouldn't like having my hands. <laughs> I got to pick on you. I can't take his body and make it mine. 
I can't do that. But we all belong to each other. My hand belongs to me. It's a part of my body. You belong to Christ. We are part of his body. And each and every one of us serves a function in that body. You could be the hand. You could be the finger. You could be the thumb. You could be the the toe. You could be the heart. You could be the lungs. We all have a function in the body. One body, many parts, different functions. Here's the takeaway. We all have a function. And what do I mean by that? We all, the minute we said, God, I accept you into my heart. God, I've turned away from my former life to embrace my new life. God, today I receive salvation and I know I'm a new creature. The minute you said that, the minute you said that, your function was automatically in you. Your function is the assignment that God has for you for what? His benefit. Watch this. We'll go back to Ephesians. Watch this. Watch this. And God puts, God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of what? The church. What God has given you is for the benefit (laughs) of his church. Ooh, I knew it was going to be quiet. I'm only speaking biblically. I'm only telling you what the Bible, the authoritative word of God says. All that he's given us is for the benefit of his church. Not Mosaic Church, the body, the church, big C. All of it is for his benefit. So when we accepted Christ in our lives, we all had a function and assignment and a duty to fulfill, to benefit his church. None of us, none of us, none of us, when we raise our hand and accept the salvation, none of us have the assignment called pew sitting. Okay, let me fix that. None of us have the assignment called bench warmer. That's only in the NBA and the NFL and maybe Major League Baseball and hockey. But in church, there are no bench warmers. In church, there are no water boys or water girls. In church, Everybody, the minute they said, God, I accept you into my life, you are my head, you are everything to me, you had an assignment and it is not in your pew. Amen, lights. You better preach, lights. I'm going to preach this thing all by myself this morning. Jump down with me to, to, to 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 12, verses 12 and 13. Bible says this. Here it is. Paul is repeating this yet again. He already told it to the Romans. Now he's gone to the city of Corinth. Okay, and he's saying this. Listen to the church in Corinth. I got to tell you something. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some of us are slaves, and some are free. But we all have been baptized, hallelujah, into one body by one spirit. And we all share the same spirit. God, I accept you into my life. God, it is for you. I move, breathe, and have my being. God, today I accept salvation. And immediately you had an assignment. You played a position. 
not bench warmer. You play the position that you have to, that, that God has called you to do something greater than you know. We all have different functions. He ain't asked you what your background was. He didn't have to ask you if you were black, if you're white, if you're Asian, if you're Latino. He says we are all have a function. He didn't ask you if you were straight or gay. He didn't ask you if you were single or married. Whatever your status is, you have a function the minute you raise your hand. And the thing about salvation is once it's given, God never takes it back. Ooh-wee. I'm going to amen by myself this morning. We all have a function. The minute we accepted Christ, we all have a function. Regardless of where you are, where you've been, your, what your social economic status is, we all have a function and God expects us to use it. Now, let's talk about the purpose of the body. The purpose of the body. Well, the church. If you're taking notes, here it is. The purpose of the body, the purpose of the church hear me, is to come together, that underlying word there is assemble, is to come together, underlying word in parenthesis, assemble, why? Here's the purpose, why we assemble, for the purpose of bringing each member to spiritual maturity. We gather so that we can bring each member to spiritual maturity. Let me see, let me let me fix it so you understand where I'm coming from. We don't gather so that pastor can bring everybody into spiritual maturity. That's part of what I do, but it's we. Because here's the thing that I know about everybody in this congregation. See, that's the thing about being a pastor. I know everybody's business. Some of us, all of us, let me say it this way, all of us are on different levels in our faith. Some are more mature in their walk with Christ than others. Some, watch this, have been through some stuff that can bless somebody else who's going through it right now. You've been through it, you've gone through it, but you can bless somebody who's going through it now. This is part of spiritual maturity. It's not the job of only the pastor. I'm not trying to water down my job description. I'm trying to help you follow and fulfill yours. Because it's not just pastor that's teaching. It's not just pastor that is leading. It's not just pastor that is helping you grow. It's not just pastor that is helping you get to spiritual maturity. It is all of us because we are all one body. It will be like me doing a leg workout but expecting to get bigger biceps. Oh man, I'm working them legs. Man, but look at that pump. No, you're working the wrong muscle. In order to do a leg workout, that means I'm working, if I'm working, uh, 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 trying to get my thighs and all this together, the foot is working, the ankle's bending, the calves are involved, but all of the focus is on here. But the whole leg is involved in that workout, in that area. And this grows to what? Physical maturity. Whoa, I feel like I'm preaching and y'all ain't saying nothing back to me this morning. And it's the same thing with spiritual maturity. You're going through something. I know you're going through something. Oh, but that's ah, It just hit me. I don't know you're going through something. Why? Because we've been a separated body. We've been severed at the limbs. Man, I feel like I want to preach, but y'all ain't responding back to me this morning. We've been a severed body. We're not connected. The feet bone ain't connected to the leg bone and all of these things ain't working together in harmony. And this is why I don't know what you're going through. This is why I can't help you get to spiritual maturity. Why? Because we are severed. 
looking like Frankenstein. But there is hope and it's found in the name of Jesus. Let me go on. Let me go on. I got some other things I got to get out. I got to got some other things to get out because I'm going to help you with this thing that we're talking about. The purpose of the church, the purpose of the body. One is to come together to assemble for the purpose of spiritual maturity of everybody. Number two, watch this, is to reach out, meaning to scatter. The second purpose of the church, one is to assemble, but we also have a requirement that Jesus gave us to scatter, to reach out, to spread the love of Christ and the gospel message to unbelievers all over. Again, this did not come from the book of Broderick Maurice Santiago. It came from the book of Matthew, to be honest with you. It came from a commandment of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we find in Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. He says, now go, make disciples of all the nations, teaching them everything that I've taught you, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's Matthew 28, 18 through 20. We all have the responsibility though. So in other words, if we just sit here and receive and just get fat off the word, we, we and don't get out there and share it, we become overweight spiritual Christians. Spiritually overweight, suffering from spiritual diabetes, spiritual high blood pressure. Because we're not sharing what God has given us. And he's saying, yes, come, assemble, be mature. You need to grow. You need to get stronger. Just like you need to go to the gym. But watch this. You need to get out there and exercise what you already have. Share it. Share it. Y'all walking with me this morning? Now, that's the purpose of the church. Can I tell you about the functions of the body? The functions of the church. Y'all ready? If you've gone through our growth track, you've heard this before. And it's intentional that I'm saying it again today. Because I want this to get in your skull. I want this to get in your spirit. I want you to really understand just how important this is to the church here at Mosaic. Ready? The function of the body. Number one, every member is a minister. Every member is a minister. I think I need to say it three times for the Holy Spirit. Every member is a minister. No, no, no. I didn't say you were a pastor, but you are a minister. Well, let, me, let, me, let me explain what that means. So if I look at this word minister and, and, and I exegete it and I take it from the original text in Greek, uh, the word here minister is a word called diakonos. Diakonos, which is a Greek word which simply means servant. So the word minister in English transfer, translated over in Greek, diakonos means servant. So everybody in here is a servant. Or you can say, no, not me. Oh, yes, you are. If you're not serving God, you're serving something or somebody. You might be serving Facebook. You might be serving Instagram. You might be serving that no good person you're in relationship with. I don't know. But you're serving somebody if you're not serving God. Hey, we are all servants. Every member here is a minister. Every member of the body, of your physical body, is a minister. How do I know? Well, one part of your body relies on the other part for functionality. Am I right about it? 
Every part relates to another. It requires it. It serves the need of the other body part and other and in order for there to be functionality. Every member is a minister. Watch this. First Corinthians 12 verses 18 and 19. But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the head, to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can never say to the feet, I don't need you. And the members of the church can't say to their neighbor, neighbor, I don't need you. And the members of the church can never say, pastor, I don't need you. And the people of the church can't say, church down the street, uh, I don't need you. And the people of God can't say, Holy Spirit, I don't need you. We don't have the authority. We need every single part of it. We can never say, oh, because they are our are Catholic church, we don't need them. Do they believe in Jesus? Yes. Do they believe that he's the son of God? Yes. Do, do, do they believe in his crucifixion? Yes. They believe that his mother was a virgin? Absolutely, because they got statues. Okay, that's cool. We need them. We can't say to the AME church, oh, because we are separated on a certain doctrine, we don't need you. Yes, we need you. Do you believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died on the cross and rose on the third day? Do you believe that he died, that he was born from immaculate conception, from a virgin? Yes. Okay, good. We need you. Because when I say that the church is the body, I'm not talking about just Mosaic Church. Big C, the church, any church that says I'm a church and they believe that God (laughs) is the father. Jesus is his son and they come together through the work of the Holy Spirit. We need each other. Yeah, but that that church down there, they, they accept gay people. Amen. We need to, too. Yeah, yeah, but that church down there, most of them voted for Trump. Amen. We still need them. They voted for Trump, but they praise Jesus. I don't care about that. I don't care about that personal stuff. I don't care about your your dogma or your doctrine. Do you believe that God sent his son and he died for you and I? And he rose on the third day and we're waiting for his return. I don't care about that other stuff. Do you believe I need you? Because guess what? Guess what? My finger doesn't say to my thumb, thumb, you don't even look like the rest of us. We don't need you. How else am I going to hitchhike? No, I'm just playing. (laughs) Seriously. My knee ain't going to never say, to my other parts of the body down below feet we don't need you my pinky toe would never tell my big toe you know what you're too big and ugly we don't need you every part needs every part for functionality just like the body every one of you are needed in mosaic church today you serve a purpose greater than you know you are needed okay 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 number two every task is important Every task is important. Everything in the church is important. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I'm not trying to recruit. That's why y'all getting quiet. I'm not trying to recruit. I'm just trying to help you. I'm reading the Bible. Okay, so I said every task is important, right? Let's go to 1 Corinthians 
12, 22 through 26. Watch this. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. In fact, although working in the parking lot may not be a sexy job, it is needed. And that's, oh, that's not in the scripture. I'm sorry about that. I just wanted to throw that in there. You hear my wife, amen. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. I forgot his kids in the room. I just, my mind went somewhere about important parts that I've never seen. <laughs> Parents know what I'm talking about. While the more... <laughs> We'll stop him then. While the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honor, all the parts are glad. If one part, listen to me, if one part of the body, let's look at our physical body right now. If one part of your physical body is impaired in any way, does it not impact the entire body? Okay, let me give you an example. There's a virus that they make you get a shot for these days so that you don't get it. They inject you with this virus to help you not get the virus. It's called the flu. The flu is a respiratory virus, meaning it has something to do with the lungs. Anybody in here ever had the flu? I would have just been happy if it just had to do with the lungs. But my back was hurting. I had a high fever. I was dizzy. My eyes were bloodshot red. Listen to all these different body parts I explained for a respiratory issue. You follow what I'm saying? If one part of your body is affected the entire body is impacted same thing goes for the church if one part of your ministry is affected is weak is not strong the entire ministry suffers if our children's ministry is suffering the entire church suffers nobody's going to bring their child to a children's ministry they don't feel safe dropping their kids off in if the parking lot is a mess, there's nobody out there. Now, y'all know our parking lot is crazy. Tandem parking? How many of you heard about tandem parking before you came to Mosaic Church? Oh, all y'all did. Y'all some smart people. None of y'all did, right? I should say. Tandem parking. One car behind the other, right? We need people to tell people, listen, I, I, what, you're going to leave right away because guess what? Uh, we're going to have to park you behind another car and, and, you know, we need people doing that. But if that part is not functioning well, guess what? It affects the church. Because guess what? First time guests going to pull in the parking lot, man, how do I park? Where do I park? Is that part of our land? Is that part of our land? And and is that the church or is this the church? And does it go all the way around? Is it okay to park on the grass? Well, you know what? It's too many questions. I don't think I'm going to that church. Oh, the body is impacted. Why? Because that person may have been looking to receive something from Christ and they were on their last hope. But because we didn't have ourselves together, they decided not to go. Amen. If one part of the body is not functioning well, the entire body suffers. 
If one part of the church, big church, big C, is out there at gay parades and they're and they're and they're like burn in hell, hell and damnation to you. And the rest of the church is not speaking up saying that's not God. God wouldn't say that. Jesus wouldn't have done that. And we're not speaking up. Then the whole body suffers. Because guess what? That's why I don't go to church now. They're too judgmental. Is that not what they say? Come on. Come on. If one part suffers, the entire body suffers. Somebody comes through these doors and they sit in your favorite seat. And you look at them. You know I like to sit there. And you roll your eyes. Yeah, I ain't going back there. They just judged me. All I did was I didn't know this was their seat. And I didn't know they had assigned seats in church. One body suffers. One part of the body suffers. The entire body suffers. One pastor has moral failure. All pastors have moral failure. They judge us all. One pastor steals money from the church. That's why I don't give my money to the church. Because all they want to look at it. Can I be honest today? Can I be honest with you? One part suffers, all of us suffers. And we need to stop that. God wants a healthy church. Bible says that, that, that the church is Christ's bride. He don't want a bride that's got a virus. He wants a bride that's whole, that's pure. He's coming back for a pure bride. Not a perfect bride, but a pure bride. There's a difference. We'll talk about that another day. Here's my third and final point. Every member is a 10 in some area. Every member is a 10 in some area. Watch this. Let's go back to the movie for just a half a second here. Because I know y'all like, is he going to talk about Power Rangers again? Yeah, I'm going to talk about Power Rangers again. And I'm going to show some more videos too in a minute. But just wait. Watch this. Misfits, different, different backgrounds, different social economic statuses, different races, different sex. Right? You got, you got, you got male, male. And you got white male, black male, Asian male, and you got, you got a, 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 a I don't know if she's white or Native American, but she's somewhere in there. And you got a Latina girl. Okay. You got. Different races, different cultures, different backgrounds, right? And here, here it is. They all discover they got these different gifts. They get these magic things happening, these little rocks, and they, they're, they're, they're wonderful. Wow, we're, we're powerful. We're misfits that just come from, from whatever. And, and, and guess what? They're, they work well together because they're a 10 in certain areas, right? Like the little black kid, the little black ranger. Well, he's the blue ranger. But the black kid who's the blue ranger, that's confusing, I know. But, but he's like really nerdy. Right? He's so smart and he knows these algorithms and he knows how to calculate these things. But he's a 10 in that area and because he's a 10, they discover their powers. Right? And then you have the, the jock, the leader, the red ranger who, who was a jock, who was popular. He was known. I mean, he was so popular that he went to the kid. I ain't going to tell the whole movie. But he was so popular, even, even mamas knew him. They're like, oh, it's you. You're, you're the jock. You're the famous jock, the, the leading quarterback for the team. Oh, wow, it's you. He, he, he had natural leadership abilities. That was what his 10 was. He was a leader. Right. Right. You had all of them serving in different leadership capacities where they were a 10. Let me show you something. They discover their gifts and their get their talents. 
and they discover the, uh, with, with each of them that they have these new powers. I want to play a clip real quick to show you what they do with these powers. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about it. Own talents, each of them. I mean, and they were, you know, they were kicking her tail. I mean, really. Matter of fact, they thought they had killed her. And that's when you saw the scene open up with her being really not dead and she comes back fighting. And, and individually, they did a good job. They fought a good fight. They gave it all they had using what they had. And, and we could even go as far as saying they fought side by side. They fought side by side. They died side by side. And here's the thing with the church. We all have talents. And, and, and I think every day we're fighting side by side. Severed limbs fighting side by side. Limbs not attached to one body, but fighting nonetheless, side by side. And each and every one of us are struggling with some things. Because we've been fighting a good fight by ourselves. And we've had people praying for us. And we've had people saying, oh man, it's going to get better. But we're still losing that battle. Let me show you another clip that will hopefully give you some hope. Sounds just like the devil, right? What you have, that hope in Jesus, it can't last. I'm going to throw some other obstacles your way. Uh, You're going to doubt again. Uh, You're going to have fear again. What you have, this hope, this thing called salvation, it ain't going to last. More will come. More trials will come. More challenges will come. More people will try to tear down the body of Christ. It can't last. Now you could believe that lie or you could believe the truth. When God said, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Over 2,000 years they've been trying to tear the church down. We're still here. And if it may be dying in America, it's growing in Africa and Asia. And when it starts dying there, if it ever does, it'll start growing in Europe and and, and it'll start growing back in America again. It will reach all over what God has brought together. There's no devil in hell that could tear apart. And notice this in that video. They were good individually. They were tough, but they could not win until they came together. And the very first step they took, they fell. Why? Because they were not connected. They were not, as me and my brother Danny say, on one accord. And when we, the body of Christ, get on one accord and begin communicating one with another, but greater than that, one with the spirit. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine the battles that we would win together. And we can look at that little devil and say, I know they're going to come. I know there'll be more challenges. I know they'll tear down the body. But if they haven't been successful in over 2,000 years, there's no way in the world they're going to be successful now. My kids will still be able to go to church. My kids will be able to be a part of the body and use their particular part of the body for the functionality of the body, church. You and I have a part to play. Our worship team can come. 
You and I have a part to play. You and I have a part to play in the functionality of the body. No longer can we, listen, there are no bench warmers in church. Everybody's a starter. Everybody's an MVP. And it's time for us to use what God is giving us to continue to defeat the devil. And what that lady said is right. More will come. More will come. And they will continue to try to tear away what you have. And that is the hope in Christ risen, resurrected, and waiting for his return. Our worship team will come. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us on our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with others, our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.